Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists. I am Rochelle Estrada, the Vice President for WPSPJ, and you are tuning in to a brand new episode of our WPSPJ podcast. I'm here today with WPSPJ Publicity Chair, Ryan Hamad. Hello, Rochelle. Thank you so much for having me. It's a new voice in this episode, so it's super exciting, and I'm really glad to be able to have you with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be able to join us. And since this is your first appearance in our podcast, I want to be able to take this opportunity to get to know you and have our audience get to know you as well. So tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to appear on the WPSBJ podcast for the first time, and hopefully not the last time. Absolutely. So I am, as you mentioned, the publicity chair for the uh, WPSPJ. Um, I joined last semester in the fall, and I'm also a graduate student here on campus, majoring in professional communication and also part of the 4 plus 1 program, in addition to being a graduate assistant here at the financial aid office on campus. Wow, I applaud you and your academic ambitions. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about your interest in journalism. What do you hope to do in the journalism field? All right, so um, when I get asked this question, I always think about my background. I come from a Middle Eastern background. My family is originally from Palestine, but they were forced to leave their homeland due to the Israeli occupation. And they immigrated to Jordan, where I was born and raised. And this is like basically the base of why I want to become a journalist, because being part of making a difference and, you know, having a voice for the Palestinian people. That's really great, you know, especially if you're able to represent your of community. Yeah. That's very empowering. Yeah. You know, that inspires me, too, because as I've said in previous episodes, I come from Puerto Rican descent. And... I've been told by a few professional journalists that they are really inspired, they're really excited to be able to see journalists that are also within the Hispanic background, especially women too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a time frame that no matter what year it is, we're always empowering women. So it's exciting to be able to hear that being the case and to hear your background too. Yeah. So I'm really happy to know that you found your way to William Patterson and you are already well on your way. So Raya, you were able to attend a newsroom for the news network that you dream of yeah. working for, how did that feel? Rochelle, let me tell you, it was definitely the highlight of my years here at WP. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed every second of that tour. Um, I did not think that it was possible, but Dr. Hershon, our advisor, made it possible. And I will always be grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. In our chapter of William Patterson Society Professional Journalists, that's always something that we want to do for not just e-board members, but 
the general people yeah, that join our chapter students, definitely. we have a lot of students that tell us all the time oh do you think it would be possible to be able to go to this newsroom tour or go to a tour at this place and we always do our best yeah. so you had told us in the fall it would really be great if i could be able to meet someone that worked for al jazeera so look at that we made it happen for yeah you. and i'm really glad to be able to hear your excitement of being able to go to al jazeera and be in new york and even spend time with those that went from the e-board. You know, this kind of events um, should encourage like other students to join WPSBJ because the tour that we did uh, at the UN, I made great connections there with uh, Christine Salumi and other people that work for Al Jazeera Network. So right. like from this uh, point, I encourage like a lot of students to join the WSBJ to, you know, get a step closer to where they want to work in the future and what they want to be. Absolutely. That's one of the things that makes our chapter stand out, especially as we have one national campus chapter of the year for 2020. Part of it is because of the connections that we have been able to build with professional journalists that have been able to come to different events or go on different tours. So definitely appreciate the little promo. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You heard her folks. Definitely consider joining our chapter. If you guys are listening and are part of William Patterson University, definitely consider joining us. We welcome all people. During our tour of the United Nations, as Raya just said, she was able to interview Al Jazeera correspondent Kristen Salumi. Salumi is a New York-based correspondent who was recognized by the United Nations Foundation for her investigative work on the source of Haiti's cholera epidemic that began in 2010. She has covered stories taking place from the U.S. court system to the countryside, and she has reported on the coronavirus pandemic at its peak in 2020. Now, Raya, many students at their first journalism internship and job may expect editors to tell them where to go and what to write. But Salumi told us that's not always the case. Let's listen to what she told you. So I think most serious news outlets expect journalists to pitch. So maybe when you start, you have a beat and you have to cover certain meetings or, or certain things, breaking news. Um, but yes, uh, most places want you to be pitching stories and expect you to be pitching stories. And the more you do that and the more good ideas you have, the more you'll get to do them. You know, Raya, when I heard Kristen's response, it was personally very eye-opening to me because it made me reflect on when I wondered the same exact question before I started working in an internship. I personally didn't really know what it would be like in terms of generating new stories. Yeah, I didn't know if I would have to have stories be given to me or I am able to decide the stories myself. I had actually asked the human resource person that hired me how that would work. Yeah, And she had told me, oh, that they actually assign you the stories. And the reason for that is to avoid having like duplications yeah. of the same kind of stories. I get that. So I was like, oh, okay, that works. I was kind of used to having that be the case anyway in previous involvements in journalism. But when I had asked the editor in chief about stories generation, she had said, no, you come up with stories. I'm like, I do. She's like, yeah, you come, you come up with the stories and you write about it. I'm like, for real? She said, yeah. So. For me, being in my internship, I've generated a lot of different stories by kind of paying attention to like media trends and all of that stuff. I go into what's kind of very trendy on social media and what also is not talked about so much that deserves some attention. And I base my stories off of that being the case. I try to branch out 
in different topics to be able to write about whether it's going into world news or technology news or what's happening around the world or even written like opinion pieces based on um, specific news stories that have happened and generating a take on it such as should kids have access to guns that was an article that i wrote about yeah because there was a school shooting that happened where a six-year-old ended mm-hmm. up shooting their teacher so that had happened and i had ended up writing an opinion piece about it you know i stemmed some news event and turned it into like something greater so i had that freedom of being able to do that have you yeah. had that same kind of experience in any internship? um first of all i just wanted to say like this is why we do internships as students just to get an idea of what we should expect in you know the real world and having a real job a full-time job right so this is like an encouragement for students to always like have internships before graduation and yes i was in similar um situations because i've done a couple of internships like three of them yeah and like you said um sometimes i am assigned the story and sometimes i get to choose it and either way we're taught something because in journalism you don't always get to use your voice but sometimes you do and this is when you choose a story then you uh, reflect on why you became a journalist you know and you explain and you give a voice to the people that you became a journalist for but when you're assigned a story you know you basically practice you know journalism and basically reflecting on a story and showing both sides of this story so without using your opinion and being editorial that's true definitely depending on the article that you write you have a lot of flexibility on how you could present yourself as a reporter definitely either option whether you have a story assigned to you or you choose a story you have to apply journalism practices regardless yeah that doesn't change you still get that experience no matter what kind of article you have to write or who gives it to you you still have to apply journalism practices yeah so it's both and my question to you would be what would you say are the best ways to be able to prepare to pitch a story i would say code of ethics always so since like i took an ethics class and i i would say like this is the one of the most classes that got stuck in my head and i always think about it whenever like i want to pitch a story or like um you know do something on a current event or anything else so it's for me it's codes of ethic definitely code of ethics is extremely extremely important there are sometimes so many codes of ethics that either are hard to remember or sometimes just like easily forgettable for many journalists yeah so it's important to be able to always be conscientious of what those code of ethics are look into different styles of being able to write different kinds of stories because it's always changing just look at the associated press so it's always great no matter where you are in your journalism career to be mindful of that and if you're starting out there's always different organizations such as spj mm-hmm. that does different workshop events dedicated toward ethics and they also have different books that they publicize such as an actual book that i just saw on their website the other day of a code of ethics mm-hmm. so it's extremely useful to be able to have that be the case and even for coming up with stories you kind of have to think about what would be appropriate per yeah, se for absolutely. the people because i think there are certain topics and maybe you can add more to this that require sometimes sensitivity of the audience and the public you know you could think of an idea that may sound great in your head but you kind of think is this kind of the right topic yeah. to present to an audience because what if they take it personally what if it's not taken the right way and know? this is when the code of ethics takes place you know like deciding whether to publish it or do the story 
yeah, that goes into good news judgment. Yeah. So I don't think it's something that everybody can be perfect i think it's a learning process mm -hmm. to be able to develop news judgment but you know what the earlier you can do it and the more experience you have in it the better it is for you that's yeah. what i take from that so raya you told us before that you dream of working for al jazeera yeah. you heard salumi say that you may be expected to pitch them stories so i have to ask what story ideas would you pitch to al jazeera if you could right now um so i'm interested in political journalism so it will definitely be about like a political topic right and since i said i come from a palestinian background and by the way i've never been to palestine really yeah like i'm from there but i've never been there because like you know due to the occupation of israel and you know the complications that they have on you know Jordanians and Jordanians and Palestinians uh, I've never been there so it will definitely be something about you know Palestine and you know the occupation that has been there for like over 73 years definitely what I've learned recently because I take different classes that go into like news editing and one of the main topics that we were talking about the other day was about in what ways can you think of like generating a news story or news story topic and sometimes the, some of the advice that's given is kind of look into not just like national coverage mm -hmm. but looking into what's happening within your own community yeah that can actually be in, ad in addition to a national topic like for example you were talking about how like in israel or in palestine they may have a different kind of like workforce you know yeah and maybe there's certain things happening within the n workforce that can generate news coverage or can expand into a topic that's already well known, whether it's like job opportunities for women, for yeah, example. Yeah, absolutely. This kind of stuff happen on a daily basis. So it could be like one of these topics. It's very relevant, Yeah, you know? And it also shadows a population yeah. that may not always be talked about either so much in the media. You know, of that, course, that's, yeah. that's actually like an interesting ticket to yeah. be able to get into the news industry. Which, believe it or not, I think that was something that Salumi ended up mentioning in the interview yeah, as well. Yeah, I remember. So definitely you have your mind already set on knowing what to do. And I think that as you have that opportunity to be able to work and generate a new story, you have the right habits of being able to look into what's happening already mm -hmm. in your selected target audience and think, this is what I want to write about. Yeah, these are the voices yeah, yeah, I want to get. You're so right. I, yeah. I have confidence in you. I have yeah. faith in you. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're gonna do really, really great. And if anybody is listening from Al Jazeera or is working from Al Jazeera, you know who you may end up working with. <laughs> please hire me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not begging, but please hire her. You know. <laughs> you are listening to WPSPJ's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We spoke with Kristen Salumi. And she has revealed to us that many news outlets give journalists the opportunity to pitch their own stories. Raya, I know there was probably one question you wanted to be answered more than anything else. How do you get a job yeah. at Al Jazeera? We just said, <laughs> definitely hire her. But, I graduate in May. <laughs> yes, you're graduating super soon. So the first thing you may be looking at is, how can I start applying for a job here? What do I have to do yeah. to get a job? So, in this next clip, Salumi reveals to us one specific skill that can be a journalist's path into Al Jazeera. As an American working in an international organization, I've found that U.S. media is very um, inward looking. There isn't a lot of international perspective to U.S. media. 
So if you are a person who has a particular expertise in a certain country or a certain region, that can be your ticket sometimes. Because if you're willing to go to those places, maybe as a freelancer or just to focus and hone in on that, you'll find that at some point when there's something happening there, the U.S. experts don't maybe have as much background in that subject. So Raya, I found it extremely interesting. I mentioned this just a little bit before about the fact that sometimes when you are able to capture an international perspective, Mm -hmm. that could be your ticket to be able to go into the industry. If you have uh, expertise in a country, you know, you were just going into the fact that you may want to consider getting news coverage on what's happening in um, Palestine, you know, or even like in Israel, all of these different countries are within the Middle East. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have expertise on that kind of knowledge and you already come from that background, that could be an advantage already in working within the United States. You know, I find that to be very important. And I really felt like I can't help but agree with what Salumi said about the sort of U.S. centric view on international news that it's kind of very inward, you know? Sometimes they write solely on what's kind of like happening within their turf, but there's not so much coverage sometimes of what happens so much outside of their turf. I can't help but agree with that because I can't really say I know what may be happening in another country besides the United States. I remember I spoke to Christine Salome about this and specifically about the role of the United Nation, you know, in solving these issues around the world. Um, I remember we spoke about, you know, the occupation of Israel and Palestine and I asked her about like, what's the role of the United Nation in, you know, the Israeli military using internationally illegal weapons? And this also goes back to why I want to become a journalist. Right. So, so yeah, I, I think that like all of these things it ties all together. It does, you know. It's really great that you were able to have that conversation with yeah, her. Because that's absolutely. an important topic. Especially the fact that you feel like you could talk about that yeah. with a professional. Because maybe that's not always the case, you know, depending on like who you work for and all that stuff. There are different media organizations that work differently, even mm-hmm. in terms of media coverage. So if yeah. you have that opportunity to be able to be that voice that helps to spotlight other people, I always recommend to go for it. And thinking of the fact that we have a different background because of where we come from, part of that too is also language, you know? If you have the opportunity to be able to speak more than one language, you have that proficiency, that's an advantage that they definitely ask for in the workforce. (laughs) It's kind of like a step up for you, give you brownie points, (laughs) as I have heard lately, and it's true. So it's definitely something that you could be able to take with you. And it's definitely something that, especially if you dream of working abroad, for example, if you may want to work outside of the U.S., it's definitely something yeah, that's Yeah, I'm open to that, especially in Doha, Qatar, where the headquarter of Al Jazeera located. Oh, yeah. If you can be able to work in the headquarters, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you better, know. You better like get back to us if that's the case in like a few years and say, oh, my God, I'm working here right now. Remember when I talked about this in this podcast episode? Yeah. <laughs> so you can like look back at that as your like time capsule per se. But if you do have that be the case for your career, you would end up doing more so freelance writing. Yeah. I'm assuming you would be freelance writing for a different country. And obviously there's great benefits as we have just discussed because it gives a voice to the voiceless. Of course. You know, you get to take knowledge that you may have received from here in the United States that other people don't have and bring it over to them too. 
you know, you're giving back to your community as a journalist. Yeah. I always think of it like that. I always love thinking of that idea, you know, especially because it's the case. It's exciting to be able to give back to others. Yeah, and it's also like a way of appreciation for me because like, as I mentioned, I've never been to Palestine. So it's a way to say like, I'm proud to be from there, even though I've never been to Palestine. Exactly. You know, and if other people are able to see that, you could be an inspiration yeah for other hopefully. people <laughs> definitely you never know you know that's the that's the thing about kind of being a person that works for the community being an influencer in a sense too. yeah as a reporter you could reach people you can have an audience that may aspire to be just like you and that sounds heartwarming to think about <laughs> you know it definitely does for me in anything i do i'd hope maybe to be an inspiration motivate yeah, others i so, see that <laughs> yeah so i you definitely have the potential thank you so much and I definitely could see that in you as well. You have yeah, the right heart. Yeah, thank you so much. So there are great benefits in being able to be a freelance writer for another country. But there could also be some downsides that may have to be considered mm-hmm. in working for another country. And I can't speak fully so much on Palestinians. But in other countries, such as, for example, um, this is the case with Mexico. Or this is the case with russia or even with haiti there are policies in their government that restrict the type of content that is produced and sometimes there are journalists that are killed in working in different places you know i had actually looked into an article and it had said that in pbs.org it had said that over the past five years 289 journalists have been killed worldwide many in retaliation for the work they were doing and that's crazy to be able to think of that that in working in a profession that's made to service the community you can get killed for that and that's because there are certain governments that are more authoritarian style yeah of course that they have control over what's in the media you know i had learned about that in my international media course that i took as a sophomore and i was like wow you know, because you would think that there would be like free press everywhere, but that's not the case. Yeah, you know? it depends on each country. You know, I see I did my uh, capstone project and, you know, the power of the presidents and how yeah. he controls, you know, uh, journalism in Egypt and mm-hmm. how there are like a lot of journalists in prison because of, you know, using their voice. Wow. So I definitely understand what you're talking about. That's again, like that's uh, something that it kind of blows me away in a sense to think. Yeah, of course. Just by doing your job, that could happen to someone. Yeah, just by saying the truth, you get, you know, in prison. Yeah, definitely. So I would ask because you you aspire, you ambition to be able to work outside of this country. You know, if you could be a freelance writer for Qatar, you know, do you think about where, what you may have to consider and going to a place that may have media restrictions or... Um, certain regulations that uh, I I think yeah I would consider you know going there and not being able to say what I want to say because you know those restrictions they you know eliminate what you can you know publish in your stories so I would definitely think about you know where I want to go and take the restriction into consideration yeah definitely that's always going to be something that may be hard to avoid but i feel like it doesn't mean that overall you can't make a difference yeah there's always a place for you in any industry it depends on how much work you put into reaching that goal that you may have for yourself i think anything is possible especially if you hold on to the goal that you have of being able to be a voice 
for the people and have also that pride of being proud mm -hmm. of your background. You want to honor your background too by being able to be in this kind of profession as, as a journalist. Of course. So I think you are already well on your way and it makes me happy Thank being you. able to hear that being the case. But it's definitely always an honor to take advantage of those opportunities that you have. And even before starting into a career, take advantage of college because you could learn a lot about different kinds of writing, including freelance writing, before you end up pursuing it. And in WPSBJ, we have networking events that feature guest speakers who are freelance writers. One of those people that have been on our chapter events has been Caitlin Kelly. And she ended up speaking for different journalism classes in our college within um, the spring and fall semesters that have just passed for us. And she did, she gave advice on about the fact that as a freelance writer, you're kind of able to really have more options on what to necessarily write about, per yeah, se. Yeah, of course. Because you don't have a specific um, defined subject to write about, per se. You know, you could kind of write something that could go from like one organization to the other. Yeah. In a sense, you'd have to kind of limit yourself like, oh, I'm just going to be writing about sports mm -hmm. for this sports organization. It's not like that, per se. So you have a more you have more expanded opportunities, and that's an exciting thing to do. Yeah, it works about. for some people. Some people they only want to do in journalism in like a specific field, like you know politics or sports or entertainment. So it doesn't work for all, but it's a great option, you know. No, definitely. Like it kind of takes that. It doesn't take the one size fits all approach. Yeah. So you are even if you may end up wanting to write about different things. You could go into a career path or an avenue that allows you to be able to write about what you want. You know, with freelance, it's something that may not always be talked about to many people. I didn't know much about it until college, but I'm so glad to have been able to learn about it now at college because it's interesting. I could see different avenues on where to take that, where I could be a freelance writer and write about maybe more than one kind of story for more than one organization. It just enhances your publicity and it allows you to expand on your connections more because that's one of the big things that's super important in college. Yeah, of course. And I've been able to have that and you have been able to have yeah. that too. So with those networking opportunities, that's just going to carry through with us into building toward our career. Absolutely. So what would you say right now to Kristen Salumi as you were able to take the time to be able to speak with her and tell her about your passions for Al Jazeera? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to like thank her um, so much for making it possible. And by the way, I'm still in contact with her. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on LinkedIn. So uh, she's going to introduce me for like her connections in Doha. And we spoke about, you know, starting my application and applying for Al Jazeera um, after graduation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so this is why I'm telling you, like, connections are, you know, the key. You know, being a student, you know, work your way and plan ahead before graduation. So don't wait until you graduate and start looking for jobs or like uh, doing internships. No, do that beforehand and before, you know, graduation. So yeah, I wanna thank her so much and I'm really grateful for the tour that we did and how she made it possible. And also like shout out to Dr. Hershon for, you know, yes. doing this. Yes, we're always gonna shout out our advisor for course, our chapter, yeah. Dr. Hershon from William Patterson University. And as she has just said, everybody, Raya has just said, take advantage of being able to network now in college because you never know where these connections can take you. Um, Hazel Sanchez has also said it in one of our previous episodes that you don't have to wait until after college yes. to start your career. 
you can have a start from wherever you are right now. Thanks for listening to the WPSPJ podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at WPSPJ. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.